Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Plus, curate your dream setup with great deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com slash deals, you'll have access to leading-edge technology and free shipping on everything. Again, that's dell.com slash deals. This is The Rich Eisen Show. Panay Sewell, did you play rock, paper, scissors with Nick Sirianni of, of the Philadelphia Eagles? <laughs> no, I did not play rock, paper, scissors. The Rich Eisen Show. But if you did, would you? what would you do? I'm choosing rock. I'm sorry I have paper. Look. <laughs> <laughs> Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles, today's guests, Pro Football Hall of Famer Kurt Warner, Penn State linebacker Micah Parsons, Lions head coach Dan Campbell, NFL Films senior producer, Sir Greg Cosell. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Oh, oh yes. Oh, yes. Come on. Yes. That's the way we're starting the show, just a simple yes. Yes. Yes, Chris Brockman. Yes. yes. Rich Eisen. Yes, Mike Del Tufo. Yes. 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 Say it with me. Yes. yes. TJ. Yes. TJ Jefferson. <laughs> Just scrub them in the biscuits. Yeah. Yes. 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 All right, peace. Shout, shout out, Shock G. I'm wearing mauve, purple, whatever. Yes. <laughs> I'm, fired yes. I'm fired up. I'm fired up. Because one week from this moment, we'll have all the answers. Yes. Well, we'll have some of the answers. Well, we'll have, no, some I mean, look, second, third round is always full of intrigue. All the answers. My gosh. We've just been wondering, 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 wondering about this top 10 in this NFL draft, chock full of supremely talented young men. Some who didn't play last year because of COVID-19. We hadn't seen yesterday Penny Sewell. We had, we had him on. Right. Um, today we have Micah Parsons on. Both of them opted out. Both of them, I think, are going to wind up. I don't, for some reason, top I just 10. have a feeling, I have a feeling our, our, I have a feeling our second hour guest I have a feeling. in Micah Parsons is preceding the coach who uh, who might take him? Oh, I don't know. Oh, I, I don't. I, I know everyone's talking Lions for 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 receiver, and the, they'll that would be the take Lions one. thing to do. No, <laughs> look, Micah Parsons is really good, dude. Yeah, man, he is really really good. Dan Campbell's hour number two. Everybody's pegging the Lions for whichever Alabama wide receiver still left on the board. We're assuming there will be one at least still left on the board. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, Devontae Smith is the Heisman Trophy winner. All you're hearing, and we'll talk about it maybe with Greg Cosell coming up in hour number three. All you're hearing is that Devontae Smith doesn't weigh enough. (laughs) You know, he's a buck 66. Somebody's going to spend a top 10 pick on somebody's 166 pounds. I mean, who cares? I, 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 I know <laughs> yeah. who cares, but it, it's there. there is still a, a general sense of things in this grown-ass man league. 
that that a a buck sixty six is tough to spend it on a, a top ten pick. He's the same way that Alabama and dominated. I'll just walk in through the, the front door. Trophy. I will walk in through the front door with Dan Campbell and ask him that question. I mean, because you want to talk about somebody who may have an old school mentality. Yeah. It's it's a guy who in his introductory press conference said if you knock them down, he will remove a kneecap, a hunk, and some of your teeth. <laughs> I don't know. Pardon me. It's it, let me get this right. There's a lot going on in that press conference. Was he going to bite someone's kneecap? Hold on. Yeah, I think, it, I think he was going to bite. Here's the deal: is that is that we're going to kick you in the teeth. You yeah. punch us back. We're going to smile at you. I guess toothless. Yeah. Uh, knock it. Then we're going to knock us down. We're going to get up on the way up. We're going to bite a kneecap off. We're going to stand up. Take two more shots on the way up. If you knock us down, we're going to take your other kneecap. <laughs> and then we're going to take another hunk. So it's a hunk, two kneecaps, and and um, yeah, right, right, and, right, right. You know, so that sounds like a coach is like a buck sixty-six. I'm not so sure. At any rate, there's so many questions, and that's in the bottom half of the top ten. The top half. How many quarterbacks in a row are going to go? How many are going to go? And and where? What is your the evaluation you hear? It's Trevor Lawrence here. Then it's Zach Wilson right here. Unless you're one of those who think it's Justin Fields above Zach Wilson. And then you got people who think it could be Mac Jones to number three because that's the fit. Or Trey Lance. Trey Lance. He's got the upside. He's got the neck up. He's got it all. And then do the Falcons choose whoever the 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 last two first-round supposed quarterbacks are? Will they do that or they go Kyle Pitts? Do the Bengals do the smart thing, Penny Sewell? Dolphins sit there at six and, and, and hope that maybe Jamar Chase falls to him. And if he doesn't, somehow, some way, and they left with quarterbacks and the phone rings and they don't, you know, and, and somebody comes up, and they, they trade back again. There's no limit on how many times you could trade back. And, you know, I, I, I came up with a mock draft 1.0 last week, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. And, um, I don't even remember. Is that the way it goes with mock drafts? When you do mock draft, you don't even remember yeah, it? Yeah, you just start over. I think it was what it was. It was, it was, Trevor. Trevor, Zach, then, then I think it was I went Mac Jones, and then I went uh, Kyle Pitts, and then shrug emoji. Yeah, and then right? you shrugged. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So again, I I think this is the way it is: is you you do it, and then you discard it, and you just come back and do a two point oh, and you don't even acknowledge one point oh. Never happened. And then and then you just do the two point oh, right? I, again, this I'm new to this thing. <laughs> I just kind of spitballed the 1.0. Did well on our YouTube feed for sure, right here on NBC Sports on Peacock as well. So I'm going to do I'm going to do a 2.0. Oh, great! And here's how I'm going to do the 2.0 to lead talk, off this show. Talk to me. Um, lots been made of the whole rock paper scissors thing, right? Mm-hmm. That Nick Sirianni. We're we're wondering if he told the truth or not. We asked Panay Sewell if he was one of the Zoom prospect interviews that Sirianni said the Eagles conducted with a whole bunch of prospects and to test their competitiveness said they played rock, paper, scissors. I, it sounded like he was not being sarcastic. No, he was serious. Okay. And, um, so with rock, paper, scissors out there as the construct of weighing or surveying a prospect's, um, competitiveness, I'm going to give you each of my pick for the mock draft. Okay. And then to make sure that I'm right, I have brought in a magic eight ball. Oh, 
<laughs> it's real in the field. A magic eight ball. If we're playing rock, paper, scissors, we might as well shake this damn thing up and see if I'm right. Yeah, I mean, it gives well, you all the answers. As we know, the magic eight ball is. Well, sometimes it asks you, it's too fuzzy, come back. You know? Yeah. If that happens, we'll come back. We'll come, come back. back. Sounds like the Jets when they make picks, Uh-oh. usually. Oh, my God. Oh, Look my. at this guy oh, over whoa, there. Whoa, whoa. Why don't you just play the NFL Films music and leave the comedy to the host, okay? <laughs> Hit it, Mike Del Tufo. <laughs> Hit it, please. The Rich Eisen sh- Show 2021 mock. Come at me, mock draft. Come, come at, at me, me, bro. Come at me. I think I said, that's what I said, come at me after I finished my, my 1.0. Come at me, mock draft 2.0. <laughs> Want some, get some. Here we go. Number one overall, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Trevor Lawrence. Okay, that's come a smart, me. smart pick. Come at me. Smart shot, pick. Smart shot, Chris Brown. Look at the hair, smart the pick. arms, the leg, the heart, the quotes. The quotes. The marriage. <laughs> the the hair, registry. The hair again. The gravy boats uh, the from hair. Jacksonville Jaguar fans. And the hair. The hair. Jeez. Do I even shake up the Magic 8-Ball for this one? No, no. Okay, no, we'll no. place that aside. I'm on a roll. I feel good about my mock. How do you like my mock draft so far? I think it's spot on. Excellent. <laughs> yes! Trevor Lawrence is like minus yes! 20,000 to go first overall, by the way. Chris, right now I give Rich's mock draft an A+. Plus. A+. Plus. Thank you. A it's plus. an A+. Plus. Mike, do you yeah. have the Bill Walton drop? The Bill Walton drop? Uh, can't play that while I'm playing the music. Sounds Rich, good, sorry, Mike. But, but. We're, we're <laughs> buttoned up. We're a great operation. I mean, I can, I can All right. Here. Can't do two at once. Can't do two at once. Second pick in the Rich Eisen show. Rich Eisen... Come at me, Mock Draft 2.0, New York Jets select, Zach Trey. Wilson! Oh. Yes! Yes, and because they are the Jets, because even though everybody says that, but you're playing that drop. Oh, I took the music down. I'm sorry. Zach Wilson, because it's the Jets. Yeah. I just boo because Jets fans no, do that. No, it's okay, yeah. because it's the Jets, and everybody says it's Zach Wilson. I'm going for the Magic 8-Ball. Here we go. Magic 8-Ball. Is Zach Wilson the right choice for my Come At Me mock draft? And the answer is, signs point to yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Jets. Let's go on it. Yeah, sure. Why not? (laughs) Here we go. Here we go. Rich Eisen, Come At Me, mock draft 2.0, San Francisco 49ers select. Ooh. Trey Lance. Oh, yeah, baby. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm telling you, it was Mac Jones. It was Mac Jones. What? Vegas says it was Mac Jones. Vegas said it. We all said it was Mac Jones. We did. Who didn't say it was Mac Jones? Everyone. So, what happens next? Justin Fields. It was Justin Fields. It was Justin Fields. Vegas Fields. said it was Justin Fields. Who said it was Justin Fields? Everybody. What? <laughs> I'm smelling Trey Lance here. I'm smelling Trey Lance here, and I'm smelling Trey Lance is the pick. I just have a feeling they see his major upside, his major potential. I am absolutely in love with the Trey Lance pick. For some reason, I'm feeling it. Maybe because I just love being an outlier. I'm the only person right now saying I think it's going to be Trey Lance, unless Greg Cosell comes along or Kurt Warner in about 10 minutes says it. I just feel it. It's Trey Lance. Might be wrong, but let's see. Magic 8-Ball. Am I right with Trey Lance in this pick? Here we go. And the answer is, come on. It says yes. It yes. says yes. No yes. point two. It's not like per source. It says yes. Did I say I'm wrong? No, I said, is, it, is he the pick? Yeah, I think yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the, pick. the pick. Trey Lance is the pick. Okay, here we go. It said yes. I'm right. Damn debate, guys. 
Here we go. Mock draft. Rich Eisen show. Come at me. 2.0. Atlanta Falcons. They stare at the board and they're like, Justin Fields, can we take the hometown kid? Hmm. Do we take Matt Jones, really? Do we take Jerry Jones's phone call? No, we do not. Take the shirt. We take (laughs) Kyle Pitts. Do it. Fourth overall. Do it. And we say, Matt Ryan, we believe in you. Matt Ryan. You got to move on. You got to move on. So damn expensive to move move on on. from. Listen, Julio, Calvin, Hunter, or Hayden, pardon me, and Kyle Pitts, let's go to work. Is Kyle Pitts the correct choice in my mock draft magic eight ball? Come on. (laughs) And it says, Uh uh-oh, without a doubt. Oh! Without a doubt, it says, without a doubt. No doubt. In this magic eight ball for children. Pitts to the Falcons. Take this, McShay. (laughs) For children. (laughs) Fifth overall selection. Oh. There's Jamar Chase sitting right there. Mm -hmm. Can they pair him up with Joe Burrow? Joey had 60 freaking touchdowns. They're Half good. of them, it seemed like, was to this guy. <laughs> a lot. A lot. But. But do they protect the guy with a scar that's damn near as long as the lower half of his leg? And when it all comes down to it, the Cincinnati Bengals, Mike Brown. Does he do the flashy thing? Does he ever do the flashy thing? Never. Never. You don't look at that man and say, the guy's got some pizzazz. <laughs> Nothing about Mike Brown says pizzazz. My Rich Eisen, Rich Eisen Show, 2021, Mock Draft 2.0, come at me, Panay Sewell! Oh, yeah! It is you your it. new Cincinnati Bengal! Okay, Magic 8-Ball. Magic 8-Ball. That's what's up. Am I right saying Panay Sewell is the fifth overall pick? And it says, as I see it, yes. Oh! We're simpatico, me and this child, wow. too. Wow. I feel like I should be eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches out of my Hong Kong Fui lunchbox like I did my entire PS54 grade school career. Number one super super guy. Number one one super mock draft come at me. Faster than human eye. And even though I did only five picks the last time, I'm going to go a sixth. Oh, Oh, okay. I'm going to go sixth. Here's a bonus. Dan Campbell. No, it's the Miami Dolphins. Ah. Sixth overall. Who are you picking? Uh, Please. They're sitting there. This is the dream scenario for them. Jamar Chase. Hello. Easy. Hello. Hello. Meet Tua. Easy. Tua Tungo Vailoa. Meet Jamar Chase. Jamar, meet Tua. Hello. Lock it in. Lock that way in. I shouldn't even go to the Magic 8 Ball, but I will just for consistency's sake. I mean, what's (laughs) the point? Here I go. Magic 8 Ball. It's Jamar Chase. You're on a roll, bro. Of course it's Jamar Chase. And it says... Signs point to yes. Uh, Of course. I'm right. This ball is right. <laughs> when is it ever wrong? Ever. Oh, then. Thank you. That's your come at me mock draft. I love it. 2.0. You can't get this type of coverage anywhere else. You really can't. Only here. On the Rich Eisen Show. On Peacock. Come at me. They don't want none, Rich. They, they don't. They don't want none. Who wants any of this? <laughs> Wait Take till a I, nice chunk out of the pie. Thank you. Wait till I tell Kurt Warner what I just did in six minutes' time. Is he going to approve or disapprove? Oh, he will vastly disapprove. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah, no. He's, he's like, Mr. He's like, the tape doesn't lie. I know this. I know yeah, that. 
Wait till this guy comes and nitpicks and finds one little well, thing wrong about Trevor Lawrence. Rich, he's making up stats. So, I mean, he, yeah, you know, right. The yeah. ball is fine. Yeah, right. Game changing yeah, stats. Like, like, what is that? Like QB, Rashid, confidential, all this stuff he's doing. Like Rasheed Wallace said, Rich, eight ball don't lie. Eight ball don't lie. <laughs> I mean, he didn't say that. But, well, Sheed and I are, are cut from the same cloth, clearly. <laughs> Okay, later on, I want you to have your mock pick 1.0. Oh, I'm ready. And then we'll have the Magic 8 ball. I'm ready. Check your work. (sighs) And I can only hope you and the Magic 8 ball are as simpatico. (laughs) Now, can I pick someone you've already picked? You can do whatever you want. It's your mock draft. Just want want to make sure. You can do whatever you want. By the way, just wait to see what I'm doing. (laughs) (laughs) That's all coming up. Kurt Warner, when we come back, he's going to be part of NFL Network's first night coverage. He has looked at all the tape all the film of all the quarterbacks and he probably doesn't like any of them because <laughs> that's Kurt you do not want to be in Warner's corner ever Micah Parsons Lions new head coach Dan Campbell Greg Cosell will get his last thoughts before the draft from um, NFL Films HQ and your phone calls 844-204-RICH on this edition of the Rich Eisen Show hey you know what else uh, other than me and my mock draft and the Magic 8 ball you know what's also white hot <laughs> the new white hot line of putters the white-hot OG line of putters from Odyssey. White-hot OG defined by the famous urethane insert that golfers everywhere have come to love. Almost a mythical combination of sound, feel, and roll. Tour players, amateur golfers alike can re- rejoice in the return of a cherished icon. In fact, you not only have one in your hand right now, TJ Jefferson, you wielded one at the LPGA tournament talking to Callaway golfers, Callaway, Callaway players here in Los Angeles just this week. I sure did. We're going to be checking your work later on. You will love it. The two ball, the Rossi, the number seven, the rest of the head shape spot, sport modern upgrades, fine surface milling for an ultra premium look, inspires confidence over the ball. And it's, again, the white hot OG putters feature the most popular insert of all time. Legendary then, iconic now. See the white hot OG line of putters today at odysseygolf.com. Back with Kurt Warner right here on the Rich Eisen Show in a moment. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. And I should know, they kept my car on the road, and they do it with a smile on their face. They offer friendly service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. And that comes in so welcome when your car needs to be put back together, and they do it with a smile so you know you're being taken care of. They got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. And guess what? You should not miss Power Torque Tools DIY days at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Power Torque hand tools come in with a lifetime guarantee. And right now, you can save big on Power Torque hand tools, power tools, jacks, and more. Get great deals on a wide range of Power Torque jacks and jack stands, including two-ton jack stands and up to three-and-a-half-ton floor jacks. Let the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts help you find the right power torque tools for your next DIY project. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This is the Rich Eisen Show. 
everyone, this is TJ Jefferson from The Rich Eisen Show, and we're here at the Wilshire Country Club, and Callaway had a great idea. They wanted to send someone from The Rich Eisen Show with the least amount of knowledge about golf out to this tournament to see if we could pick up some tips and learn some stuff. So, of course, they sent me, and uh, we're here. We're going to meet some players. We're going to learn some stuff in just a second. I see someone. The one and the only Michelle Wee. Michelle, how are you doing today? Good, how are you? Tell me about this course. Have you played here before? Yeah, I've played here a couple of times. It's a fun golf course. I think the design is very unique um, and it has a lot of character. So it makes you think, which is a lot of fun. It's just so cool because, I mean, we're in the middle of our life. When you say in the middle, like we're legitimately, like there are multi-million dollar houses. Boom, boom, boom. We got everything to do here. You can play golf, you can go eat at great restaurants and stuff like that, so you can't complain. So Michelle, you were the youngest person to ever play in a tournament at the age of 12. Let's just say that you were able to make a phone call, right, to your 12-year-old self. What would you tell your 12-year-old self? Wear your retainer. <laughs> I think I wore it for like one year, and I thought oh, my teeth are going to be straight forever, but I wore my braces for three years. I would tell myself to keep wearing the retainer. Keep wearing the retainer. Now, you're born and raised in Kentucky, right? Yes, sir. But then you went to Alabama. I did. Roll Tide. So are there any Auburn Tigers on the tour where they not good enough at golf to make it here? There's only one girl, and we Alabama has seven. So okay, <laughs> all right. Mic drop. You're a Bruin. Yep. You guys had an incredible run during this past NCAA tournament. Being in the first four to the final four was just unbelievable, and I watched the whole thing. How would Coach Nick Saban be as a golf instructor? You know, he is a hardball. He came out to the course all the time. I think he's a pretty hard coach in general, so I don't want him to be my coach, but <laughs> he'd probably get me to the top. The very last game in the final four was just an emotional roller coaster. I mean, it was such a good game. Yeah. I was ready for second overtime, and literally in the last, like, three, four seconds, I was just heartbroken. I was yelling at the TV, <laughs> like, oh, my God. I was in shock. There's one thing in particular I want to get out of the way. It's that thing that you're holding in your hand yeah. right there. Tell me about this hoodie. Um, yeah, this hoodie is uh, something I'm really excited about. Um, you know, I helped the LPGA design this. You know, I felt like, you know, quarantine tie-dye, all okay. about it. And I feel like, you know, a tie-dye hoodie, there's nothing that says that more is about changing golf, is changing the face of golf than a tie-dye hoodie. I think she hit the spot. Like, I've been currently just rocking a proper, like, full suit tie-dye. Mm -hmm. So I think, honestly, I was like, that's, that's literally, literally perfect. I'm going to wear it all the time. <laughs> I think it's awesome. It's being sold on the LPGA Pro Shop. It's very limited edition, so we're selling out pretty quick, but all the proceeds will go to two charities that really help more girls of color get into and stay in the game of golf. Go to the LP LPGAProShop.com and use the hashtag hoodie for golf when you are talking about Michelle Wee's hoodie on behalf of uh, the LPGA. Well done, TJ Jefferson. That's awesome. Oh, thank well you, thank done you. right there. All right. That was that was a great day. Hanging out at Wilshire Country Club um, for, the, for the LA Open here that, uh, that's gone down uh, or going down right now mm -hmm. here in Los Angeles. We're back here in our radio show. Um, uh, TJ Jefferson was just uh, the star of a Callaway spot right here on our program. Well done. Well, thank you. Thank you. I think that the real stars were Michelle Wee, Emma Talley, uh, Madeline Sagstrom, and Brianna Doe, who are my four new favorite golfers. There you, you know, go. They, they were great, and uh, appreciate them taking the time out in the chat with us. Fantastic. That was good stuff. And we'll, I think we'll be playing more of your work later on on the uh, 
uh, television, NBC Sports on Peacock streaming portion of this program. We're back here on our Rich Eisen Show radio simulcast as well. We say hello to our radio audience as well, and we say hello to uh, one of my favorites uh, from NFL Game Day Morning. He sits two seats down the row. He's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He is the lead uh, analyst for Westwood One Radio's coverage of the National Football League. And he is going to be there on Thursday night, one week from last night, to talk about what's going down in the NFL draft with me and everybody else on NFL Network. He's my buddy, Kurt Warner. How are you, Kurt? I am doing really, really good, Rich. I'm uh, excited about this next week and, uh, you know, to get some of the speculation out of the way and then start talking about next fall. Well, I don't know. um, I might be breaking news to you, Kurt. Uh, The speculation's already done for the top six picks. Because oh, really? uh, yes, okay. I just right. I just started the show. I conducted my uh, Rich Eisen uh, mock draft. Come at me 2.0, um, and making my picks, I backed it up by shaking this magic eight ball that I have right here. <laughs> and they the, six out of six, right, Chris? Signs pointed six to six. Yes, we're all yes. yes. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, well, well, come oh. at me. Tell me what the first six are. Okay, here you go. You ready? Here's my here. Here it is. It's uh, Trevor Lawrence. I'm on fire. Right, uh, Zach Wilson. Okay. Then right. I think the Niners are going to go Trey Lance, Kurt. I think they're okay. going to wind up looking at Trey. Right. Oh, you went higher register there, and I did too, which means we might not believe it. Uh, Kyle Pitts for Atlanta, then Panay Sewell and uh, Jamar Chase for the Bengals and the Dolphins. What do you think? Okay. All right. I mean, I can see that. I mean, I think mm. we're all intrigued by number three, right? We've heard so much Mac Jones. Um, and, you know, people wondering, okay, is Mac Jones give you that big upside that makes you go all the way up there to get him? Or is it, as you're talking about, a Trey Lance or, or even a Justin Fields that may have a bigger skill set across the board? So I think that's the, the fascinating pick um, where it really, really starts the draft is there at number three. Let's get into it, Kurt. What is your evaluation of what you think the Niners are evaluating right now? And who do you think is uh, is the third overall pick? That's a lot well, to yeah. chew on, so I'll give you the floor. There is, and, and it's fascinating because, uh, first of all, we have to remember that they have Jimmy Garoppolo in the building. And so that's the first place that I always start because I go, okay, you have Jimmy. We know what Jimmy is. We know that Jimmy helped you get to a Super Bowl. We know that he's won a lot of games, and so we know what his skill set is. And so – I see that, and then you know, there's a lot of speculation about Mac Jones. And I like Mac Jones. I think Mac Jones plays the game very much like I did from a cerebral standpoint and processing information and understanding how to make different throws. But there's a limit there with what he is physically. Now, I don't know what that limit is. You know, I've kind of likened it in some of the other interviews I've done, Rich, to kind of myself on one end because that's how I played the game. Uh, but I believe that I had kind of a bigger upside, you know, physically, where I could make some of those special kinds of throws, even though I wasn't a great athlete. I could play the position a little more athletically. And then you have an Andy Dalton, who plays the game very similar to that, and a starter in this league, and has won a lot of games, and played in, in playoffs, but doesn't have that, that upside physically that I believe can carry a team and and get a team to that next level. He needs that help around him to be able to do that. And so where does Mac Jones fit in that mix? Is he more Kurt Warner? Is he more Andy Dalton? Somewhere in between. But what is his physical upside? But so I compare him to a Jimmy G, and I say, okay, what are you getting 
from Mac Jones that you don't have with Jimmy G. Now, is it simply Jimmy G can't stay healthy? Okay, I get it. We want a guy that processes and that can play within Kyle's offense because he's so good at creating opportunities and, and is accurate. You know, a guy like Jimmy G, but a guy that we believe can stay healthy, and so we go get another guy. So that, to me, is the argument for a Mac Jones. Or there's the argument that kind of lends itself to what you did there at three, and you say, okay, if we're going to make all these moves and we're going to go up to number three, we need to get something more than we believe we have in Jimmy Garoppolo. And that is, you know, what's the different skill set? Now, I think Jimmy's really talented in a lot of ways and is a solid athlete, but he's not the athlete that a Trey Lance or a Justin Fields is. And so that becomes the other side where you go, well, if you're going to do that, you must be going up to get something different, something that gives you an advantage in a different way and may lend itself to one of those other two guys. Um, But I don't know what the answer to that question is. I don't know if they're looking at it more just, hey, Jimmy hasn't stayed healthy, so we need to find another guy to place in here with all our pieces. And I could definitely see Mac Jones go there. But I could definitely buy into those other two guys. Um, And you have Jimmy there. So Trey Lance is in your pick, Rich, to me has – maybe the best skill set of all these guys when you look at the complete picture. I also think he's got the most work to do of all these guys. So you have Jimmy there and you say, hey, we go get Trey Lance. We got a perfect position to let him sit for a year to learn for us to teach him and then for us to run to him uh, in a couple years and let him be that guy when he's got a year of seasoning under his belt. So I can see a lot of different arguments there and I'm excited to see, um, you know, as we all speculate, what it is really that Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch are thinking for them to make the moves that they did, give up as much as they did to get up to number three. Kurt Warner here on the Rich Eisen Show. It just seems to me, you know, Kurt, to use what you just said, you know, another guy who doesn't leap off the page with a physical skill set either at the position is Tom Brady, right? And so, mm-hmm. and he's one, we don't need to go into it. So... So here's the deal. It just feels like this day and age, right now, 2021, the way that you're seeing the position being played, the way that you see Mahomes, the way that you see Lamar Jackson, and we could go on and on, Kyler Murray. It seems to me trading all that capital to get up to three to take somebody who doesn't have, as you said, the other physical skill set to matriculate the ball down the field to be a dual threat, to use that to go get that guy – despite how impressive he may be in interviews and the fact that he is a national champion and he has the Alabama coaching staff that has downloaded into him and his self-madeness that he is, it just doesn't compute to do that. It just does not compute. Kurt, what do you say to that? I think um, our computations are different. Is that I believe that can still win and will always win in the NFL, meaning the Mac Jones, the Tom Brady, the the ability to process information uh, and and get through progressions and get it to the right guy and know how to anticipate, I believe that will always win. Now, we all want that plus, right? We want that guy plus the physical things that give us an advantage. But we can look at all these incredibly talented quarterbacks and what we always come back to with them, especially when it comes playoff time. I believe you can win in this league, meaning regular season, with athleticism, with talent. When you start to play good teams week after week in the playoffs, 
you better be able to make the layups. You better be able to see the field process and get the ball out and win on time and not expect to be able to win with athleticism. And so I believe that the Mac Jones, and again, I, I don't know what Mac Jones' physical upside is. You have to have a level of physical upside. Again, I likened it to myself. You could, Tom Brady's another one. that he can do things and make special throws with his right arm. Now, it doesn't look like running around for three seconds and making a throw, but he's still making special throws. So you have to be able to do that at the quarterback position. But if you can process information and get the ball out on time, you can win at, you know, at the NFL level, and I believe you can compete for championships by doing that. And you know, even with a Patrick Mahomes, we know he's physically gifted and he does crazy things with his arm. But I've made the argument for two years, what makes him special is what he does with his mind, his creativity to see things and to play on schedule and then do the extra is what's made him so unique. And so um, I understand your point, and I believe that's where people are leaning because we've never seen the quarterback position played as athletically as we see it played now. But look at those athletic quarterbacks and – how many are competing for championships each and every year? So you have to be able to find the balance, and I believe specifically at playoff time, to be able to play at a high level inside the pocket. I think Josh Allen's a great example. Here's an athletic quarterback for the first couple years of his career. We talked a lot about what he did with his legs. And, yeah, he did some things with his legs last year, but what really took him to the next level was his ability to complete passes and to be accurate. And his accuracy went up into the high 60s. And we're seeing him play inside the pocket differently. And that's what helped their team get to the AFC Championship game. You still have to be able to do that. So I believe if you can start there, you can win in this business. And then it's what extra do you give me when I need a little bit extra. And that can show up in a lot of different ways, all the way from Tom Brady to Russell Wilson and all the different things in between. So in the few minutes I have left with you here, Kurt Warner, let's evaluate these quarterbacks. We'll place Trevor aside. I'm sure we'll see some XO that you'll have on NFL Network and part of the draft coverage next week that shows his incredible ability and what you think he needs to work on. We'll place that aside. I'll ask you about the number two overall pick here and understand that your answer not only affects somebody who you're talking to right now, who I assume you still have great affection uh, for, (laughs) But also your own flesh and blood. There's somebody in your own household who does love the New York Jets. God bless Elijah. Yeah. Okay. So, yes. um, so is Zach Wilson the right pick to overall? Well, uh, oh, I, come yeah, on. I, I, well, I'm, I'm going to say I believe he's the right pick. Okay. Um, and uh, again, I, I break him. He does things athletically at the quarterback position. And again, I always look at things differently. When a lot of people look at athletic, they look at how fast you run the 40 and, and what your body style is and can you run the zone read. I look at the ability to throw the football athletically in the pocket. And like the, the perfect example is Patrick Mahomes. His ability to make different kinds of throws and creatively process and see how he needs to make different throws is unique and special. To me, Zach Wilson has that in him. Now, in the offense at BYU and the competition, I didn't see enough to know exactly what he can be at the next level. But his skill set says to me, yes, he's the right guy at number two. And I believe my imagination and many of our imaginations have been kind of captured by Patrick Mahomes. When I looked at Patrick Mahomes in college, 
I saw a lot of the same things that I saw in Zach Wilson and also had some questions about him coming out. Now, he's shown me once he got to the league, oh, okay, I was missing some things. I didn't understand what he was mentally, um, and now I'm seeing that at the NFL level. I'm allowing my imagination, I think, to grab a hold of a little of what Patrick Mahomes has done and kind of hope it on to Zach Wilson, that he's got the skill set, he's got a unique right arm, uh, he's got the ability to see how to make different throws, which is all stuff that I believe translates. Now, does he have a little of that mental, uh, like a Patrick Mahomes, that can really take him to the next level? And when I put all those things together, yes, I believe he is the right fit and the right guy to pick at number two because of some of the other questions I have with the other three guys and because of that unique skill set. So I do see Zach Wilson going there, and I do believe it is the right pick when I look at these five guys. Excellent. So what about three? You think it's Jones? Give me your best guess. Based on your evaluation, the eye in the sky, you're Mr. QB Confidential at QBToConfidential.com is something you're building. Yeah. Um, so let's go. What do you got for me? You know, it's, it's funny. I, as much as I can see Mac Jones going there, I don't think it is. And I, I simply do that sim- because I say I have Jimmy G. And it looks to me like they made this move to go get something different mm-hmm. and something that they believe can be more. Mm-hmm. Now, that puts me at Justin Fields or Trey Lance. And I just believe Justin Fields is the better of the two quarterbacks based on what I've seen in college. Complete upside, Trey Lance could be the best of these five when it's all said and done because he's got all the things that you want, but it's just not as seasoned yet. And so, to me, if I'm picking between those other two guys based on what I've seen to this point, uh, the consistency, playing at a high level, what he did the last couple – I'm going Justin Fields there at number three because he gives me a little bit something different than what I have in Jimmy G. But he's got a body of work and a level of consistency that, Mm. to me – puts him a little bit ahead of Trey Lance at this point in the game. And then with the Falcons, to use your your philosophy here about what you currently have and who you could bring in that's different, um, but you could also bring in somebody completely unique in Kyle Pitts for someone that you have, like Matt Ryan, for his final window of opportunity in Atlanta. What do you think Atlanta's going to do it for? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's, no, right? a, that's a great question. Um I mean, I love Pitts. I mean, I think he's a difference maker um, with the talent. But we also know that you have to have the quarterback position. And, you know, a lot of these teams at this point start to come down to, do we want to go the Green Bay Packer route where we want to have two decades of success because, or more than that because we have the quarterback position solidified. We know Matt Ryan's getting towards the end. Do you go and get that guy, a Trey Lance-type guy, where you go, hey, maybe we have two or three years left with, um, with Matt, and Trey will be ready to go, and he'll give us another decade of success at that position? Or, as you said, do you go the route that, hey, we got a couple more years with Matt Ryan mm-hmm. at his peak. Let's surround him, and let's go try to get that championship that we weren't able to get a few years back when we got to the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, uh, I, you know, I wrestle back and forth. I mean, you know me. I'm, I'm all about the quarterback. Yes. And so I believe if you've got one of those guys that you really like and believe can be a decade-long starter and a really good elite player at that position, sitting up at number four, I think you have to do that, and you have to go get one of those guys um, and let, him, let Matt Ryan groom him and get ready to go in a couple years and hopefully make 
a similar type run to what the Packers have done with, with Aaron Rodgers. Not saying any of these guys is Aaron Rodgers, but you know, have that success for another decade plus. Um, you know, with that guy behind center, Lance fits where everywhere. I mean, like, where would he fit in case you everything that you've just said kind of drops? If maybe for the Falcons yeah. to take Pitts, where does he? Well, I mean, I, I think Lance is intriguing because he has everything. Uh, you know, he's got the physical. Uh, you've seen him do some really, really good things throwing the football. I just think there's there's an inconsistency there that he needs more time, and so I think the perfect fit is somewhere like in Atlanta where you go, hey, we still got a guy. We don't have to rush Trey Lance into this thing. And so that's why, you know, your pick at, at three with San Francisco also can make sense to me because we do have Jimmy G. We got a guy we can win with. I know our team is ready to win. We can do that with Jimmy G, and we can allow Trey to come along because I, I do believe Trey, and we got to put that caveat out there, Rich, that most of the film we've seen on Trey Lance was two years ago. right? And so that's the hard thing, too, is to know exactly what he is right now but based on that film i think he needs to go somewhere where he truly can sit uh for a period of time and they can groom him into the offense and he can learn how to be a pro and he can work on some of those inconsistencies he has and then he can take over and and run with this thing so in atlanta even a san francisco to me makes sense but a situation like that to me is the perfect fit for for a guy like trey lance Kurt Warner, um, can't wait to see you in Ohio, part of the draft coverage. Uh, and part of that draft coverage this time around, Kurt, is going to be my run for St. Jude that I did this past weekend. I know you were on vacation, but we, we, we announced it on Wednesday. I don't know if you heard the circumstances surrounding it. I did not. I okay. did not. Talk to me. Uh, eight NFL legends uh were running with me, including your team. Yes, eight NFL legends and eight very, very deep-pocketed and very, very, very uh, big-hearted donors uh, donated over a million dollars for the right to run with these legends at SoFi oh Stadium. One of them was Tory Holt. One of them was Tory Holt, who looked amazing. He's looked, That's awesome. Okay. Reason why I bring it up, Kurt, not only because you, know, you're, you are a big-hearted as well, is because I thought of you, Kurt. I thought of you on this day because warming up on the field, there was a football put out there. And I was throwing it. What's the one thing you love to make fun of me about the most, Kurt? <laughs> what is it? What is it? I, I, I do love watching you throw. Rich. Okay, I you do, do, love, love, watching do love watching me throw. So yeah. here I am out on the field. Your your name and voice and laugh that you just had popped into my head <laughs> as Jerry Rice, who ran, asked me to put the ball right on target with his tiptoes on the sideline. He wanted it in a certain spot. And guess who delivered it with zip, Kurt Warner? Guess what? who? Del- yes. Well, I'm, I, are we going to see that as part of the draft? Yes, coverage? you. You bet okay. damn straight. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I love the run, and I love that you made a lot of money for St. Jude. That's oh, awesome. Yes. All that stuff. But I can't wait to see the throw. Oh yeah. I, I need. I need to see this throw. But yeah. I am just surprised that you didn't call me for the run. I mean, not necessarily because I'm a legend, but just I would have probably been the only one that was in your realm in terms of uh, <laughs> you know the race and the speed part of it so i'm surprised you didn't call some guys like me to maybe uh you know run run pace you careful in that, in that 40 careful what you wish for because we're going to keep expanding this each year <laughs> as i just explained to you we've definitely expanded it this year but I'll, I'll tell you man you were in my head as i'm standing back there there's jerry rice saying put it right here and i heard you in the back of my head laughing and i'm like okay I, I didn't really step into it, but I zipped it there, man. I got it there. So I, I cannot wait to, to show you. on that for the draft. Yes. We, we need to exo that. 
<laughs> I just stepped in it. That's no good. Uh, Kurt, uh, I'll see you out in, uh, in, in Ohio. Best of Brenda. We'll, ch- we'll chat soon. All right, buddy. Look forward you to it. you got to check out Kurt's work at quarter- qbconfidential.com and also at Kurt13Warner. Let's take a break. Lots to unpack right there. My gosh, a fascinating conversation, which we'll also have with Greg Cosell again. We already had it, I guess, with Greg a couple weeks ago, but we'll renew it. 844-204-RICH. If you're not fully aware of what that is, stay tuned. We'll talk about it in a second. What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Hey, TJ Jefferson here, and we're at the LA Open at the Wilshire Country Club. Now, Callaway, they've seen me putt during the show, and they decided that um, it wasn't that good. So what they decided to do was have me come out here and see if I could pick up some tips from the pros, some of the best women golfers in the world. So let's see if I can get better at this. Let's go. So I'm gonna show you what it looks like when I'm putting and you tell me okay, if there's anything. All right. So I usually like to step in, I see what I'm looking at and I make sure to keep my arms stiff. So yeah. that's right. Okay. And then I just kind of. There we go. What's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with it? I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I, I tried to tell everybody that, but they didn't want to believe it. I'm gonna give you a scenario. Your dream foursome. Who would you like to spend a day out in the course with? Oh man, Brett Farr. Okay. I'm a Packer backer. I would do Chris Harrison because he's off the Bachelor and I'm obsessed with the Bachelor okay. and Bachelorette. And he's a Cowboys fan, so I approve of that. Okay. I'm going to go with another celebrity, Ron Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds? Oh. I think he's beautiful. I hear he's a good golfer. No, I take it back. Justin Timberlake. Oh, you right up Justin. Huh? Yeah. If you had to name your dream foursome from anyone outside of professionals, who would you pick? Uh, Justin Timberlake. <laughs> That's the second one of the day. Uh, Keith Urban. Oh, okay. And I'm going to go with Rory McIlroy. I mean, that's kind of cheating because he's a pro, and I'm, I'm going to say your foursome's probably going to win. Well, yeah. I I build a foursome to win. Okay. So we're going with Brett Favre. And Usher and okay. Beyonce. So we're going to have, we're gonna have we're eight of them. We're changing it. All right, so normally I get in there, I make my stance very wide, and I, I choke up on, on the putter, and like, you know, and then I just go in there and I do this. Is this right? I prefer my putting to be a little bit more, less handsy. Okay, so how about my stance? This is completely wrong, right? I, I don't think so. Okay, I can go. comfortable. It's not really though. It's not comfortable. But I got to be honest with you. Put it a little, little bit closer. closer. Okay, we could do that. A bit. Just a little bit of knee bending. I personally okay. like to get my arms really close to my body and okay. kind of just zip them in there, zip them in there and right. just like kind of let your body hang. And then 
It really just rocked my soul. Well. Yes. I think the most important thing is stay relaxed and just try to get the movement from the shoulders. Not okay. less hands because then the ball is going to go a little bit everywhere. So I'm not using my arm as much either. Just it's, it's more it's more from your chest and your the back of your chest and just getting yeah. your shoulders to more rock back and forth. So. I think I'm destined to be the best putter on the show. I think, I think, I think you're on a, on a good track. Thanks to you. Thank you. I want to give a big shout out to Callaway for sending me out here to the Wilshire Country Club in the LA Open to meet these incredible golfers and to most importantly, get some tips for my putting. Now, I'm gonna go over here and see if I can uh, practice what they preached, so to speak. We'll check you later. Well, TJ, uh, you're on if you want to have some sort of putting contest amongst the show. You, nobody wants that. No. I think you want it. I'll no. take it. No, I, I, I definitely it. want Nobody it. Back wants here on our radio show, it. we just saw um, <laughs> TJ Jefferson day, uh, go through some putting tips from some of the best players in the LPGA Tour, courtesy of our friends at Callaway. And this is right after. Okay, we're shooting right here. The ball's away. And, oh, yeah. Drano. Drano. Drano, so do you actually put the putting tips into practice, huh? Guys, I got tips from some of the best in the world. I understand okay? that, but does like, it mean that you can actually take coaching? It does. I'm a coach. Whoa. I'm very coachable. coachable. My fourth grade basketball coach at Wright Elementary once said, you're the most coachable kid I have, TJ. A at elementary school? Yeah. That, it started young. You got to start young. You can't become coachable once you're in high school. So that was, what, like 50 years ago? This, I mean, wow. this guy, man. <laughs> this guy. Wow. Hold on a minute. It's Let's like a black and white ball. movie. It just doesn't matter yeah, anymore. Was it really 50 years ago that T.J. Jefferson was coachable in grade school? Well, I would have had to have been alive for 50 years for that Hold to happen. And it says, don't count on it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, eight ball. Dude, the eight ball's just in <laughs> fuego, to use the DP phrase. Yeah, the eight ball's There's on. really only like one bad thing in the Magic 8-Ball, right? Say like, it again? So, there's only one bad... There's only one bad... If you well, it says guys, no, no really. one cares about the eight Dude, ball. We're talking about my putting like, right now. Really okay, opened no, no, up a magic eight ball and yes. removed the pyramid yes. from it. My brothers, because it didn't work. Stop. We we opened. You it up. drained all of the liquid. Cracked in the garage with the sledgehammer. Oh yeah. Did you really do that? <laughs> Swear. Yeah. Wow. We got to see what it was like inside. Me and my brother used to experiment with things like that. Was Shout just, out to Del Tufo for Del Tufoing my my putting story. That's right now. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, sorry. Mike, <laughs> this is about TJ at I just, Wilshire uh, Country Club. one minute, Will you Mike. That's all I ask for. You've you know? had a lot of minutes. I mean, <laughs> Will I know Del Tufo life. ever stop Del Tufoing segments? <laughs> Magic eight ball. There we go. No, and not like these. No, it says, eight hold on ball. Ever. It says, cannot predict now. Exactly. <laughs> Perfect. Why well, I love the Magic eight ball. Dead on. It says, cannot you, predict Mike. now. Wow. Should I bring this on the set with me next Thursday night? One oh, you thousand yeah. That's mandatory. I mean, fascinating conversation with Kurt Warner right there, man. And we had it with Greg Cosell a couple weeks ago. It's just like, what do you think your quarterback needs to be? You want to have somebody that doesn't have the so-called physical skill set, but does have that neck-up ability to be able to read like crazy. Totally no pre-snap regardless of what uniform numbers they're wearing, who might be blitzing and who might not be blitzing. Brady will figure out the whole number scheme thing. He's just concerned about his protectors <laughs> figured, figuring that out. Like, he'll know who's the mic and who's not. doesn't matter what numbers they are. But anyway, long story short is, do you want to have somebody that can, as Kurt Warner said, win in the regular season? Win in the regular season. But when it comes time to the postseason, do you want to have somebody who can, who can read neck up Make the easy throws, take those those number of times that you would see last year, 
all sorts of struggling quarterbacks. Carson Wentz is perfect. Like, there's that guy. There's that guy. Keep your, keep, it's a five-yarder. It's a six-yarder. But it keeps your team on schedule. It might pick up the first down. It might make it third and short. might make it second and short. Keep your team on schedule. My God, that's the easy throw. Just take it. And you mm-hmm. want that guy, or you want the guy who can just, like, stare it down, stare it down, break contain, and just get you your first down, or, or run out of, out of danger and then make that throw, or pick up the first down with his legs? Of course, the answer to that question is both. That's why Mahomes is amazing. Right, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, you want both. Russell Wilson. You want both. You can't have both if it's Mac Jones. That's why a lot of people are saying it can't be him, that they traded all that draft capital up to go get. You know what I mean? That's why people are saying that, that you, you, you can't teach that extra athletic twitch that Lawrence has and you – can see, you know, Zach Wilson, some of the footage of him hurtling somebody and then bouncing off the defender that tried to tackle him once he got out of bounds. I mean, and I could see your face right there about like, so what? Like, that's not that big of a deal because you've got six championship yachts. You're water skiing behind behind a guy that doesn't have that ability and has the ability. He is physically gifted, obviously, but to outthink the opponents and make the proper throw with his physical gift. Yeah, I also just think... You know, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, these guys are one-of-one specimens. Well, you just named two of them. But they're both different. But in the way they play football individually within the system, you know, it's, they're perfect for that system, perfect for that Their skill sets. Like, to try to duplicate that and look for that in different – I mean, the tape don't lie. What does the tape say? Mac Jones makes – completes almost 80% of his passes – Yes, he's surrounded by five stars, but he can make the plays. Just take him. If you like him, you take him. It doesn't matter if it's the wrong pick, if it's the right pick. Oh, of course. I know that. But what we're trying to do while we're waiting for the answer six nights from now is trying to guesswork. It's so rare to see somebody trade all that draft capital weeks before the draft without without the control of the... Of every possible choice. Right, and that's kind of the wrench. Which is what we saw the Eagles do a few years ago, and it's just like, hey, if you traded all the way up number two to get Jared Goff, you don't know what the Rams are going to do. And that's how they wound up with Wentz. Right. It's so rare. So it's just like, at that point in time, we knew who they had traded up to get it to. In this point in time, there's a whole host of names. And it's it's, who is that guy? And the fact that they would make that decision with the – with the concept of, well, we've got a ton of runway to grind tape. Doesn't really compute. Doesn't and, compute. No. You know, and then if they did, in fact, make this decision being 90-some-odd percent sure, it was you know, one with, of, with efficacy, like I said, the Pfizer or yeah, Moderna vaccine amount of efficacy, were this sure, then why would you choose somebody that is similar to the quarterback you currently have, as Kurt Warner just said? Why would you do that? That doesn't compute. Right. That's why it's either Fields or Lance to me. And again, I just see Lance and he's the one, as Kurt said, has got the biggest upside of anybody in terms of his physical prowess. Yeah. Makes sense. Greg Cosell coming up in hour number three. We'll talk a little defense in this draft. It's so rare. Micah Parsons will be joining us. And then Dan Campbell, 
the head coach of the Detroit Lions. That's hour number two right here on the Rich Eisen Show. And I, I, I kind of liked what Kurt had to say there. As you take a look, and there's Jimmy G. If you think Mac Jones is just a younger, healthier version of Jimmy G, and that's good enough for you, totally understandable. As you said, it's not the wrong pick unless it's the right pick. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I get it. But that's also, like you said, it's, that would be kind of a weird move to just take a guy that's maybe 15 20% better than the dude you already have. They're basically the same. Who's already played in the Super Bowl? Who's got that experience? Yeah. Yes. Who's won 70% of his starts? But, but to make the, it, it, it's not like a draft night trade where you're like, the guy's available, let's go get him. It's like weeks in advance. What if it's for Pitts? It's not for Pitts, Chris. But what? If it's for Pitts, you can't then say I'm that, the, no, if But it's you can't not, say that for sure. Yes, I can. You know why? Here's how I can say for sure. Because the coach already said, once the deal was made, if this was a free agent quarterback coming in, yeah, Jimmy G might not be our quarterback this fall, but it's a rookie coming in. We don't have to push him. We've got Jimmy G. Yeah. The locker room is a, a, a healthy spot because they respect James Garoppolo. I mean, he did I, not say, look, could be anybody. He didn't even go higher register I get it. He came I get through it. the front door it. and said but that. But it's also lying season. Yeah. Like, you know what but I mean? What's the point of lying about it? You just got you just traded everything for the third overall pick just in case what? You want to keep everyone guessing in case you can get more picks than the ones you just gave up? Like you don't make this maneuver so you could get better draft choices in the future. You know what I mean? Or like you it take makes the guy no that sense. everyone says is going to be a Hall of Famer. But you can't say that out loud. You're not going to say that. It makes no sense. Which is why you come out and say, well, hey, quarterback, no. this or and that you're just are totally honest. Look what they gave up. And, and that's insane. You're not giving that up for a position other than quarterback. It's just really that simple, which is why the guy who called in said, maybe it's for somebody else. I just said, go ahead. Let's, let's, uh, I'll eat your, your unwashed sweatshirt while you drive around in a truck and you guys like roll up your windows, marinate it. And here's the thing, too. Here's the thing, too. Magic 8-Ball. Am I going to eat? This is how I'm going to phrase it. Am I going to eat a sweatshirt on live television? Oh, yes. Here we go. You said there's only one that says there's no, right? one that's negative. It says, ask again later. What a way to tease, <laughs> hour two. Wow. That's what it said. Wow. <laughs>